Edition of Broomsticks and Butterbeer, episode number 134. I'm Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. We are continuing our journey through Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Yes. Is that what this one is? Yeah. Okay. It, it says it on the cover, you know. Yeah, they're all kind of running together at this point, though. <sighs> What's the matter? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. But. What's going on? Nothing. I. I mean, we're only on chapter three. Mm-hmm. You're bored already? No. I didn't think a lot happened in this chapter. You have a lot of notes, though. So I always have a lot of notes. I felt like. I, I read it earlier, and I took the dogs for a walk, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, what happened in this chapter? Not a lot. Nothing. Not a lot. And then most of it, or every chunk of it, Harry's asleep, and we're just like creepy stalking, watching him sleep. Yeah, but... Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so that, so that's, the, that's been this episode of Broomsticks and Butterbeer. Next time we'll be back with Chapter 4. We'll talk about Chapter 3 today. Yep. Covered, covered it all. Well, let's try it. Let's try again. Let's try to go a little deeper into it. Uh, before we get into chapter three, I'll recap chapter two, which was Spinner's End. Sisters Narcissa and Bellatrix hanging out in a bad part of town, visiting Severus Snape on the down low. Snape is super pumped about it for some reason. Very excited. Maybe he doesn't get a lot of visitors. Uh, Wormtail is at the Snape residence as well, and Bellatrix and Wormtail both seem very leery of Snape. But Narcissa is there for Snape's help with something, and Narcissa is doing this behind Voldemort's back. Narcissa is here because she feels her son Draco is in danger. Narcissa feels that Voldemort is punishing Lucius Malfoy for his failure at the Ministry and sending Draco on some kind of death mission in response. Snape says that he'll try to help Draco on his mission. But Narcissa wants to take this promise a bit further with an unbreakable vow, which Bellatrix seals between Snape and Narcissa at the end of the chapter. Uh, the chapter today is the first appearance of Harry in this book. Yeah. It's called Will and Won't. Uh, the will being the last living will and testament of one serious black. Mm -hmm. And Won't is going to come up with the racist... Uh, house elf creature in this chapter. Uh, we finally get to see what Harry's up to as he awaits the start of his sixth year at Hogwarts. And as we see Harry at the start of the chapter, he's barely staying awake while looking out his bedroom window, wondering if a special someone is or isn't actually going to show up. And so we do some snooping. So this is like at a, like 11 o'clock at night, right? Yes. Just before 11. Just before 11. And Harry's like 
struggling to stay awake. It's not that late, bro. It's not. <laughs> Maybe a busy day. You don't know. At the Dursleys? Yeah, they might have had him, like, scrubbing and cleaning and being Cinderella. He's been... And they don't feed him, little so... Little Harry, little Harry, all night and day is little Harry. <laughs> they don't feed him, so, you know, his blood sugar is real low. One time, you said one summer there was no food in the house, so you and your brother just, just went, went to sleep? went to sleep, like at 6 o'clock at night. And he's like, there's no food, we will sleep. It's the only thing we could do. Mm-hmm. Survive. Conserve the energy. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to output any calories into energy because we had a limited amount. Mm-hmm. So we had to sleep. And I'm glad store. you survived those hard times. It was tough. I ain't, ain't going to lie. It was tough. So he's only been home for like a week, right? Pardon me? I think it said he'd only been there a fortnight. Oh, Fortnite's a video game that all the kids are playing online Yeah, right hold on, let me do the, do the, do the, the dance. dance yeah. doing it. Not really. Or you, or you murder people and then dance on their ass. I swung my arms around a little bit, but I'm sitting in a chair. So I can't Kids at school, why can't we play Fortnite at school? It's like because you murder people with guns and then dance on their graves. But they got the cool skins, though. They do got the skins. Like um, TGI Friday has got them good skins. Yeah. Potato yeah. skins. Same thing. Exactly the same thing. Uh, before we get to who the special someone is who isn't or isn't showing up, we get glimpses at several newspaper articles. Because we're snooping. Some some on Harry's desk, some used for bird droppings in Hedwig's cage. But the overall theme and tone of these newspaper clippings is very different from what we've seen from newspaper clippings in the last several books, right? Yes. Almost exact opposite. Mm-hmm. We got a new minister. It's, it's kind of like a catch-you-up thing. we got a new minister who may or may not be getting along with Dumbledore. We've got new rules. Dark Lord's back-ish. Like, the one brochure, I think, said there's a new group that you have to watch out for called the Death Eaters. I, I don't feel like that's a new thing, but okay. And um, there was it was more about being afraid of the Death Eaters in the one brochure than... Voldemort. So that was still a little weird. It's just so it's so crazy how the the entire wizarding media does a complete 180. Mm-hmm. Like complete. Can complete. you imagine if everything that was said on the news yesterday they came back on today and said, "No, we're sorry. It's the exact opposite." The country that we thought attacked the other country, turns out it's the other way around. The person who we thought murdered the other person, nope, turns out it's the other way around. Wait a minute, how <laughs> would that work? Were they both dead? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> that will, okay, that would work. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's so crazy. It's not just like reporting it's... facts either. No. They were like hardcore, extreme, there's no possible way... Never in a million years. Oh yeah, we were wrong. Sorry, it is exactly that. Uh huh. Very Fox Newsish. Mm-hmm. You know, where you just kind of throw out conjecture and opinion, pass it off as fact, and then when you're proved wrong, oh oh well. You know, we're Rubbish. still we're still a, a reputable news source that you should listen to and follow. Remember all that stuff we've been telling you for years about how. 
you know, Harry's a crazy egomaniac and Voldemort isn't back and all this stuff. Ignore all that, all that money you spent on newspapers and, you know, ingesting this media before. But trust us now, because now we're telling the well, truth. And now you have to listen to us because you could be in danger. Like, now you have to, because we're going to tell you how to survive. Turns out you've been in danger. You've been in danger. <laughs> you just didn't know. So, uh, like we said, Voldemort's... Uh, Harry's not crazy anymore. Voldemort is back. Uh, there was even, you know, like tips and tricks in there to protect your household during these troubling times. But the real reason that Harry is staring out the windows at near 11 p.m. is that several days ago, Harry got a letter from Dumbledore saying that Dumbledore would be at the Dursleys on Friday at 11 to escort Harry to the Weasleys place for the remainder of the summer. And also that Dumbledore needed help from Harry for something along the way. But Harry's not very not sure that Dumbledore's actually coming. Yeah, he was like, it's it's not a real letter from Dumbledore, or Dumbledore didn't get my reply, and he's gonna think I don't wanna go. He's got a, he's got some trust issues. Why is he so Is it j- just because of what happened last summer where people were keeping things from her? Why is he so unsure? Well, and him and Dumbledore have had a weird relationship for the past year, too. Remember, Dumbledore was keeping his distance yeah. and all that. So i just not sure he knows how to read the situation. And, you know, maybe something more important will come up. And he'll be like, oops, sorry, couldn't make it tonight. Get you tomorrow. Because there's a lot of things. He's got a lot of important things going on in his life. But Harry's not even... Packed. No. He's, he doesn't have his travel clothes on. He, the only thing he has packed up is Hedwig, pretty much. Yes. Which just involves putting her in the cage. Yeah. But I think he like lets her out at night to go hunt. hunt yeah. So basically that keep her from going out that night, mm-hmm. just in case. Because he wouldn't be able to pack her last minute if she was gone. But she would find him eventually. But Harry just feels so, like you said, he's just not, he has a hard time trusting after the events of specifically last book. But Harry's really kind of just assuming that this is going to be a letdown like so many other things are and didn't even pack up his trunk or hardly anything. Dumbledore does show up, though, right on time. And Dumbledore does a little trick with the Deluminator with taking out the streetlights, but... Dumbledore, from what I read in this chapter, is in full Dumbledore regalia here. Oh, yeah. Why not just tone it down a little bit when you're going to a muggle neighborhood? We know he has normal clothes because we've seen the Fantastic Beast movies. And those don't take place too far ahead of... That's like one of the biggest complaints that people have. It's like, how did Dumbledore go from wearing like snazzy suits? Yeah, so all, all of a sudden he looks like Liberace or Elton John. I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, things he, he finds it more comfortable. He he to be in he a robe really got into fashion and trousers and dress shirt and. But he could easily tone it down. <laughs> 
There's no point. That's why he came at night. That's why he turned all the lights There's off. There's a lot of people up at 11 o'clock at night. No, babe. No, this is this is late. There's a lot of people Harry up couldn't at... even stay awake. There's so many people. There's still people out for walks. There's still people out and about. There's cars everywhere. And this guy comes in looking like Gandalf. And thinks that just because he knocked out a couple streetlights that nobody's going to notice this. Yeah. Well, the Dursleys are in for a shock because they were not informed that Dumbledore would be coming. Why do you think Harry didn't say anything? Because if he said, hey, Dumbledore's coming, and he didn't come, they'd really ridicule him. So you think you'd just worry about being embarrassed? Yeah, and happen to be like, oh, I thought your friend was coming. Or they might react poorly and be like, oh, he is not, and like, bar the door and you know how he did with the letters yeah he, like, that, nailed the door closed i would think that, and, that or they might Mr. Dursley kind of learned his lesson because like, if somebody wants to deliver a message and if somebody wants to show up on your doorstep they're gonna do it they are but that doesn't mean mr dursley's gonna act rationally dumbledore is very passive aggressive in this chapter I thought he was delightful. Surely you meant to invite me in. Surely you meant to offer me a beverage. Surely. Let me help you out with your manners. It's just. <laughs> and I and I get it. It's kind of it's it's kind of funny, and and I I don't know if Dumbledore's just like that with everybody he inter- interacts with, or if he's especially snarky here because of. We're gonna. He gives his little speech at yeah, the end to the Dursleys. Yeah, he's particularly so, snarky. So you think he came in with his, uh, with his, uh, his probably, fur all up, ready for? A, yeah, he probably. That's probably part of why he didn't tone it down. He uh-huh. wanted to make them as uncomfortable as possible. Yeah, I can see Be that. Be as annoying as possible. Uh, Dumbledore's not just content to pick up Harry and leave, though. He's got some business to attend to involving the Dursleys. So Dumbledore conjures up drinks for everyone, because the Dursleys, of course, didn't offer any. Any refreshments, no. Why did the Dursleys, why were they so adamant about refusing these magic drinks? And then, it's just out of spite, do they like being bludgeoned about the head with clinkly glasses? Yeah, I would think they, I mean, I know they're just, they just against anything magic, and they're afraid of everything magic. I mean, Hagrid did give Dudley a pig's tail. yeah. Like they don't know what's gonna happen if they drink that stuff. Um, I would, all, I would think they'd just like grab it, and hold it, and not. But I guess they couldn't even do that. They were too scared to even do that. Mm-hmm. But there's lots of, you know, stories about, particularly in the fairy world, you don't eat or drink anything they offer you because there will be consequences. Mm. So there is that connection with magic. I didn't know that. I would have just downed any refreshment that I was offered. No, you're not supposed to. Huh. If you ever find yourself in a fairy realm, you're not supposed to eat or drink anything. I'm be the first one dead. Well, no, it's not always dead. You just you're then belong to them or contractually obligated to do something for them. or It depends on what it is. It doesn't sound so bad. It doesn't usually work out well for the well, It doesn't characters. sound so bad. I don't know. Uh, Dumbledore has news of Harry's inheritance following the death of his godfather Sirius. 
Apparently, Harry inherits all of Sirius's wealth, but there's a bit of a hang-up when it comes to the ownership of number 12, Grimmauld Place, isn't there? Harry has a house! Yes, um... They're not sure how to sort out the spells on the house, I guess. They're assuming... So... Black Sirius was the last living heir for his parents. His brothers died. They, nobody had any kids. There's no more. And Sirius left it to Harry, which he has a right to do, but they think that there might be some little loophole in there that says, no, it has to go to a pureblood wizard and... Um, If there wasn't one available, then it would have to go back. Like, it would have to stay in the family so it would go back to Bellatrix, who's the only living relative. And Harry just is flabbergasted by that. The person who killed Sirius is going to get his house, potentially. I was a little confused by that because I know Harry's mother is muggle-born, but he comes from two wizards. So he's sort of a pureblood? Mm-hmm. And nobody ever gives him a hard time about it. He's never said. He's never called mud blood or half blood or whatever. He is from two wizards. Yeah, it's almost like they don't go too far back into the lineage. As long as your parents are As long as your parents are wizards, wizards you're, you're cool. Good. I mean, some of the, the big families, like the yeah. Black family and uh, Malfoys, they are hardcore. Like, you have to have... So many generations never have had a muggle in your lines mm-hmm. and whatever, but it just seems like I'm for the spell purpose. Like, how pure blood do you have to be? So, does wizarding doctrine overrule written contracts? <laughs> I. That's what they weren't sure about, because, but, I mean, they can Wizarding law is tough. Wizarding law is tough, tough. Because you could just put a spell on a house that has nothing to do with the law. It's mm-hmm. just whatever you want. And that's what they were worried about, I think. Did they, Was there something on the house that said, you must always belong to a member of the black family? There's a lot of, you know, little ins and outs that you need to know if you're going to be a successful wizarding lawyer. Yeah. I don't think we know any wizarding lawyers. My dad's a lawyer, but he's not a good one. So He's not a wizard either. No. Mine probably should have been a wizarding lawyer. Yeah, she probably would have joined, uh, enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, let's see where we're at here. The house. Uh, Dumbledore says that the one sure way to see if Harry is the true owner of Sirius's house is to see if Creature, the race's house elf, is forced to follow Harry's directions. So Creature is forced to appear in the Dursley's living room. Harry tells Creature to shut up. Creature listens and that's it, right? Yeah. Good. That's the solid ruling there. <laughs> well, Admissible we, in a court of law. <laughs> he would never obey Harry if he didn't have to. But the fact that the magic the magical law made him do it means in the, in the in the trial of Lestrange versus Potter, we call to the stand creature, the racist house elf. 
then yeah, just tells him to shut up because he's screaming, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't go to the Potter brat yep. or whatever. Yep. I won't, I won't serve him. I won't, you know, do, do what he tells me to do. But yeah, I guess you kind of will. You have to. Because uh, so, magic says so. Uh, Harry doesn't want to have anything to do with Creature. But they can't have Creature just running into the arms of uh, the Death Eaters. So Creature's being sent to work in the kitchens at Hogwarts, presumably to keep him out of trouble. Uh, We also find out that Buckbeak, who I'd kind of completely forgotten about, Mm -hmm. uh, is going to be staying with Hagrid. It's probably the best place for Buckbeak. I like that Buckbeak Buckbeak was not completely forgotten. Like, sometimes authors are just like... I'm going to use this because I need to use it right now, and then we'll never talk of it again. Mm-hmm. But she kind of wrote herself into a corner because Buckbeak was in hiding with Sirius, and now Sirius is gone, so who is taking care of you? You could have just not mentioned it, and some people would have caught it and been like, oh, I wonder what happened to Buckbeak. But she, she took the time to bring it up again. Uh, Harry goes upstairs to finish packing, and when Harry comes down the stairs, Dumbledore wants to have one final conversation with the Dursleys. Uh, what's this conversation all about, and why does Dumbledore get a little scary here? <laughs> a little scary. Um, he kind of starts off like, you know, from the beginning, I brought you this baby, and I hoped you would take care of it and love it like your own, and blah, 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 which you didn't do. And you guys are awful and horrible. You didn't even feed him. I mean, gets oh, just calls him out on everything. Like you did the bare minimum. The bare minimum. In order for this protection spell to work. You did offer him a spot inside your home. Yes, you didn't make him live outside. You did make him live under the stairs for a long time, though. Technically inside the home, though. Yes, but not like a real room. room. Not a real bedroom. <laughs> there was no closet. It was a closet. Um, and a window. You gotta have a window and closet for it to be a bedroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just kind of calls him out on everything, which I think is more like just to shame him. Be like, hey, I know, I know what you did. I know what you didn't do. And um, not gonna punish you. But you still owe me one more thing, and that's to let him come back next year for the summer for a little bit before he turns 17. So apparently the magic spell that keeps him protected as long as he's living with his mother's relative ends when he turns, when he becomes an adult, when he's no longer considered a child, which is 17. I wonder if that was something J.K. Rowling always meant like oh in wizarding world you're 17 you're an adult or if she had to make mm-hmm. it that for this purpose yeah. like oh i need that to end next year but he's not 18 yet hmm oh we'll just make it 17 yeah because they even mentioned in the the dursleys mentioned that 18 is the coming of age for in the muggle world yeah so that, that's interesting i wonder if which You're came right. first. I know there is like a mention earlier, you know, with the whole uh, Triwizard Cup. You had to be old enough to put your name in. Then uh, the disapparating, you got to be old enough to be able to do that. And the underage m- magic. So I'm assuming it did flow through the whole book. But 
Just curious. What do you think Dumbledore meant when he referenced Dudley <laughs> and said, at least Harry escaped the appalling damage that you did to that poor kid? Um, the mega obesity, spoiled bratness. Just, he's just grown into a... A, a horrible person. A, yeah, jerk of a man. Young Greedy, man. bully. But, and it's... And we see that. But the Dursleys don't, don't at see all. that. And Dudley doesn't think that he's anything, there's anything wrong with him either. I mean, I know, he has to know that he's a bully. But he might not think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Like, that's how you get ahead in life. You gotta take what you want and be aggressive, be assertive, like, like it's a good thing. But I, he has to know that he's a bit of a bully. Some kids do, and some kids are just so willfully unaware that they you create a story in your head that I'm this way because the world's been wrong to me mm -hmm. or you know I haven't gotten everything I've wanted so I'm going to lash back out at the world there's kids and adults that are like that that really think that they're not bad people and I see it at school all the time just like you're just a mean mean person i don't know why you became this way i don't know if this is a coping mechanism for you or if you were just like you said uh raised to believe that if you want something you have to you know go get it nobody's going to get it for you mm -hmm. but we see that we see as readers and dumbledore sees that but dudley he did He's like, what are you talking about? Like, I, they didn't do anything to me. There's, they love me. They, they love me. They they've given me everything me I've ever want. wanted. Yeah. Is that love, though? You know, is it love if you allow? You know, if you just give the kid whatever he wants, just so he won't be and he a problem totally for you. dictates their life too. Like, it's not just. That they give him everything he wants, he like he now has become accustomed to that and demands it. Mm -hmm. In a lot of the and the, there's a couple of scenes where it's almost like they're afraid of him. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, oh, we're sorry, we're sorry, we'll fix it, we'll get you another present. Mm -hmm. You're fine. Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, they kind of almost cower to him. Yeah, and some people would argue that that's not love. That's like you said, that's more fear and just not wanting to rock the boat and not wanting to you know cause drama it's like the the teacher at school who when they have the the kid in the classroom who's acting up they give him the chromebook to play on mm -hmm. so just so he won't uh you know cause issues that that they have to deal with they'll just like give him basically just giving them like a chew toy to distract them <laughs> with yeah well the, there are teachers that and call them a pacifier the Chromebooks are pacifiers. Uh -huh. like, just give them their pacifiers. So that's not the best for that kid. No. You know, and that's kind of what they're doing with, with Dudley. That's how they've raised him. That's not the best. You're not making a good human being that way. And you're not doing that when the teacher's doing it in the classroom and the Dursleys aren't doing that with Dudley. But they don't recognize that. No. And I think... And I don't know if some teachers recognize it because they're just so frustrated with 
managing behaviors, they'll do anything just to get a break. And I think they justify it with, well, if he's over there being quiet, I can teach the other yeah, kids. Somebody like, for learn, the greater good somebody type will learn thing. Something. Yeah. This this group will, will learn something instead of me spending all of my time fighting with him, trying to get him to just just participate and not being able to teach anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's the end of the chapter. Harry and Dumbledore are off to preserve pursue that flighty temptress adventure Ooh. who talks like that to a teenager dumbledore <laughs> obviously old man going up to this teenager uh, come on kid let's produce pr- pursue that flighty temptress adventure dumbledore's uh, a weird dude yeah he's definitely a weird guy uh, anything else you want to add about chapter three before we get to an email? Um, we didn't mention that the Lord of the Phoenix had to move out mm-hmm. because they weren't sure about the status of the house. Uh, but I guess they're going to move back in because now it's all all good. There was also a something going on with Dumbledore's hand. Ah, uh, yeah, we didn't mention that. His hand looked... Black and shriveled, and as if all the skin had peeled off. All the meat. Yeah. And he said, Tumbledore, your hand, or what happened? Or He's like, yeah, 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 Later. yeah, yeah. I got to drop the bomb on these knuckleheads on the couch real quick. Later. We'll get to my zombie hand in a second. But I got to let loose the, the Kraken on yeah. uh, the Dursleys he, he did. He was whipping around furniture and making them sit and making them... Trying to make him drink the mead. I was a little surprised by that too. It was like, so he's not seventeen. What what was this aged mead that they were sipping? I, I at never know. Eleven o'clock at night. I never know the the content of any of these drinks in the Wizarding World because, to me, well, sometimes when they're drinking butter beer, it just seems like almost like a, like a cream soda kind of thing. Yeah, and other times. Some of the people are getting a little tipsy. House elves, yes. So, is it? Are there like different strengths? Alcoholic Fruits? contents? Is it like a like an O'Doul's <laughs> situation uh, where it's like a non-alcoholic beer? Which, first of all, why would you ever drink non-alcoholic beer? Unless it's butter beer, because butter beer is good. Because beer is gross. Yes. And then you take the alcohol out of it. And there's no reason to drink it. <laughs> nope. Nope. I don't know. I'm guessing it's... I mean... Across across the pond... Mm-hmm. They do, like, like younger they folks do. drink. Yeah. So I guess it's like a very... Age, is it like 16 over there yeah, or something? Or like 18, 16. maybe? No, it's not 18. I think it's 16. They can start sipping. But I think, like, other stories and stuff, they're like, oh, yeah, I've had wine with dinner since I was 12. Mm-hmm. Like, it's no big deal. So I guess it's more like that. Yeah. Especially when you hear about, like, old old royalty yeah. and stuff like that. Like, those those kids are all drinking wine. They're like, it's just grapes. It's just grapes. It makes fine. me feel funny. Makes me sleepy. But I was kind of waiting for, you know, they first of all, they weren't going to drink it anyway. But also because Dumbledore was offering their... Mm-hmm. Alcohol at 11 o'clock at night. I don't know. Little nightcap. Just, it's fine. Just take the edge off. Help you sleep. Yeah. 
Ready for an email? Ready. All right. Email comes to us courtesy of broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com, which you can always send us your emails at. This is a very interesting one, Jessica. Oh. I don't know if you heard the news. I don't think I have heard the news. Uh, this comes from Amaris in Delaware, and she says, Hello, Rhinos. Hello. Uh, I live near Middletown High School in Middletown, Delaware. And we just found out that we are one of the first 29 schools in the country to be allowed to perform the shortened version of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Oh. As a huge fan, I'm super excited, but a lot of my friends aren't. I've seen the play and loved it, despite a few small inconsistencies with the original books. But a lot of people just see the play as fan fiction and refuse to acknowledge it. What are your thoughts? Have you seen or read the play? And what can I tell my friends? So first of all, I looked this up. I didn't realize this was a thing, but it just came out like a couple days ago that they, I guess the creators of the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child have created a truncated version of it. So it's not like a two day play. Mm-hmm. And you had to apply to, you know, have uh, your school or your per- performance troupe or whatever. Uh, be able to be accepted to be able to perform the play and there was uh, 29 schools in the united states that are going to be uh, performing harry potter and the cursed child i think there's even one here in missouri and it might be sullivan missouri oh is maybe doing it i'll have to look it up just to be sure but uh field trip it was on uh playbill website so if you guys go to uh search i think it's playbill.com you find that article on uh, what schools are going to be getting Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which is pretty cool. I haven't read it. You have. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. Um, I did read it. It was kind of annoying to read because it is written like the play. It's literally written, you know, character, colon. Mm-hmm. This is what they say. Um, so I can't say that I got, like, super into it because... It is very, like, choppy reading it that way. You don't, like, just get into the story. I'm surprised they haven't released it as a... As a story version. Yeah. It would be very easy to do. But, yeah, I have it. I read it once when I first got it. I was not that interested in it, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, We know our resident Slytherin hates it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm just a fan of Harry Potter, so, you know, if you're going to do a play, like, if this, if Sullivan's really doing it, I might be interested mm-hmm. going down and checking it out, because that would definitely be better than reading it as a chopped up play. Yeah. Um. What about the, because it wasn't written by J.K. Rowling, it has been approved by her. Yes. But a lot of people still consider it. Like Amara said, fan that fiction. it's just like approved fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Where do you fall on that? I think that's a decent description of it because, like you said, it's not actually written by her. So I think approved fan fiction might be a good. So we don't even know if this is like. Category for it, I guess. We don't even know if this is like where she where J.K. Rowling would have gone with the story. 
or if she just saw this, oh, somebody wrote something. It's not terrible. Yeah. I can I approve can make it, money off of and it. And I can make money off it without doing anything. Or did she send a few notes like, yeah, it's good, but you're going to have to fix this and you're right. going to have to fix that because. The, and that's Kelly's biggest problem with it, I think, is there's very. There's inconsistencies. Yep, that's what Amara said in hers in her emails. Said despite a few small inconsistencies with the original books, um, in the book I, I I haven't read it since it came out, but Harry doesn't come off as like the best dad in the book or in the story, so that kind of rubs people the wrong way because if he didn't even have a dad, he he would you would think he would be like the best, most attentive dad to kind of make up for that. But instead, he's kind of kind of a schmuck. You know, and that could be because he never really saw what being a good dad was. I mean, he was around Arthur a bit. Mm-hmm. But that house is so chaotic, it's kind of <laughs> hard to get positive notes from, you know, from what you're seeing there. I think that's Kelly's biggest issue with it, too, is the... It just doesn't paint Harry as a good dad, and you want to think that he would be a good dad. I've got the uh, article here. Uh, like I said, it was on Playbill.com. Title, These are the first high schools that will get to perform Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Broadway Licensing Gro- Global. Broadway Licensing Global. Easy for me to say. Chose 29 schools to become the first in their U.S. state or territory to perform the new high school edition of the hit Broadway play. Uh, Broadway Licensing Global's Wands at the Ready contest has chosen its winners, who will become the first in their state or territory to stage the new high school edition of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Schools were asked to describe what, why their school or community is the most magical place to produce the Olivier Antony award-winning play. Uh, winning schools will be able to perform the work later this year between October 15th and November 10th. The productions will be considered the play's first official stagings, though they will follow developmental pilot productions. Uh, the high school version of the play, of the hit play, has been developed by the work's original creative team and with sign-off by Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling. The adaptation announced last year shortens the piece's runtime along with creating solutions that make the professional production's high-tech wizardry possible regardless of budget size. So they're making it shorter to not have to take two nights to do it, but also making it to where a high school budget could make it look good. And uh, if you go to that uh, article, you can see your state and whether or not uh, your state or somewhere near you is going to be getting Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. And for us here in Missouri, it is Sullivan High School, hmm. which is not terribly far away. No, we might have to couple, check it out. A couple hours away. Uh, but I bet it's going to be a hot ticket and because other than Broadway, there's been some touring groups, right? I don't know. But I think they were only like in major, like in Chicago and you know New York, L.A. I don't think we had anything come through 
even St. Louis. The whole having to go two nights seemed a bit ridiculous to mm-hmm. me. So, I don't know, I just never really had any interest in seeing it. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that's... If I was up in New York, which I know that it's will be hard to get. But we did see the theater where they put it on when we were up there. The big, they had the big uh, thing out front. Mm-hmm. And um, I just never really had the urge. I'm like, it's two nights. That would be two days that we're here that we can't be doing something else. And it's not like they... They sl- slice the price of the ticket in half. No, you gotta <laughs> over pay two price full days. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just never really had any interest. So it being down to one day would definitely make it more appealing. I don't know. I'd be yeah. interested. I'm. I'm. I'm interested as well. I think it's really cool that. I think for a lot of people, this will be their first opportunity to see it. Mm-hmm. For most people, you know, if you live in, for example, Oregon at, you know, at or near Roosevelt High School, you know, who knows if you've ever had a chance to to see this play or Hot Springs High School in South Dakota, <laughs> you know, go up, go up there, see Mount Rushmore and catch, uh, catch uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. So I think that's really cool. Uh, like there's uh, a school in Puerto Rico oh. that, that's doing it. I doubt that they've you know had the opportunity uh in puerto rico to be able to see a a professional production of that play so uh it's like i said it's really cool uh thanks for emailing in ameris i wasn't even aware this was happening until i saw your email and then uh, i checked it out and apparently news just broke uh last week or so yeah february 13th so uh, things are moving quickly, and uh, heard more news on the, the HBO Max series as well. I heard a rumor that, and I don't know if this is confirmed yet, but I heard a rumor that there are going to be seven seasons, and that each season is going to encompass a book, mm-hmm. which we've talked about, which would be the perfect way to do it. Uh, and we could actually get to see you know, some of the... Uh, Things that were written are written out of the uh, from the book in the transition from the book to the movie would be able to get some of those things on screen and updated special effects and uh, all kinds of things. The report that I read is that it was going to take it was going to be seven seasons and the entire process was going to be over ten years. So to get every season filmed and out to the masses would be a you know at least a 10-year process uh, process which is fine you know Mm -hmm. take your time but i think what the thing they have to be careful about is they can't go too long in between seasons you know i think about like shows that you like that that go on hiatus yeah and you you lose your momentum you lose the buzz and then, yeah, you have you get a little bit of extra uh, press when people have to go back and rewatch, and you get you know your numbers get bumped up there on some of the old episodes. But if you've got people buzzing about something, and you got to strike while the iron's hot, you've got to get the content out there. And if it's like a TV show, okay. 
this year, this season comes out uh, in September. By the time the next September October rolls around, you should be just about ready to get season two out there. I wonder if they'll do it. Like a lot of the shows are going to like dropping half. Mm-hmm. And then taking a break and doing the other half. I hate that so much. So maybe that's part of their plan. Also, some of that, I would assume, is before the first season. Mm-hmm. You know, that's probably a year and a half of work because they're going to be doing the casting, the yeah, writing, they even and all that stuff. Casting anybody yet. Before, that's all part of the process. So, you know, it's, they said seven seasons, ten years, but... At least a year or two of that should be before it even starts. I wonder if we're going to see any recastings like uh, mid-series. Like, I wonder if we'll have like a Harry for the first three seasons and then a different Harry for seasons four and five and then a different Harry for six and seven. I would assume that they're going to try and put it in the contract that they can't do that but anything could happen yeah you know the star could get hurt or have some issue in their life where they can't continue that's always possible you know i mean and there's always just the chance that people don't like the person (laughs) you know that happens with tv shows all the time Mm -hmm. where people get recast or people get um their roles shaved down because of or their roles built up. Like Urkel wasn't supposed to be the star of Family Matters. <laughs> but then all of a sudden he became, you know, the biggest character on there and they bumped his role up quite a bit. So I just I'm I'm curious to see how that's all gonna work out. There's a lot of different things happening in the in Potter world right now. And if your high school didn't get picked, it's okay. Looking into him puffs. Play. Yeah, do puffs. Do puffs. It's fantastic. You could probably get a uh, probably get the licensing to that pretty cheap. Yeah. Didn't you buy the book, the play? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the you can get the uh, the script on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've got different. They've got like a uh, a longer version. They've got a shorter version. And you know we've we've had local production groups near us do it, so I can't imagine that it's too hard to get the. The licensing agreement to it. Mm-hmm. So if you can't get Cursed Child, Puffs is a nice safety net. And there's, this is not Harry Potter related, but just encouragement for high school drama kids. I'm going to tell the story, but I forget where it's at. I think it's like Michigan or Wisconsin. It's up north somewhere. That the high school drama club, they took the book... Heartless by Marissa Meyer and made it into their own play musical. Mm-hmm. They wrote the songs, they did the music, they did it all. And um, they put it on a couple of years in a row now. And she, the author, goes and sees it and supports it and promotes it on her social medias and everything. So it's possible. You yeah, can, you you can do it. You can write it yourself. Get creative. Yeah. We, there's so many creative people out there. That are you know super talented and just need a an opportunity to show that that might be a good way to do it. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? No, I think we covered it. All right. So with, today we talked about chapter three, will and won't. 
from Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Is that what we're reading? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. the one. Still reading that one? Okay. We just started. All right, just checking. Uh, thanks, everybody, for downloading, listening, and subscribing. Thanks to Ameris for emailing us in. You should do that as well. Broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com. Follow us on X at BroomsticksB. Follow us on the Gram. Is that what the kids are calling it? The kids don't use it anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> they just got on it. <laughs> the olds use kids, Instagram. The kids saw saw me signing up, and they immediately switched over to threads I, or I, something. I signed up on Reddit today, which I never... Wow, look at you. Look at me. I'm hip. I don't ever say that. It's, oh. I'm not hip. I'm hip. <laughs> In with the cool kids. Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> How are you all doing today? Uh, Instagram, Broomsticks B Podcast, I believe. We're also Broomsticks and Butterbeer on Facebook. You can message us on there. Lots of ways to communicate with us. And uh, we'll give you a shout out on the air. A uh, special shout out to Jennifer, Catherine, Luke, Amelia, Jane, Ronnie, Anastasia, Kelly, and Olivia. Happy birthday, Olivia. And until next time, be a wizard, be a witch, be a muggle, be a squib, but don't be a jerk. Forget. Bye. Bye.